I thought I'd have some fun and I'd share a bunch of my Ramadan secrets on how I'm able to save a ton of money on food and a ton of time so I don't have to spend my whole Ramadan standing in the kitchen and yet I'm still able to provide those fasting people who are so hungry home-cooked meals that everyone could look forward to. Now I think in this time, um, you know, with everything going on, money is on people's mind and spending it smarter and being more frugal as we stay home is something that could really, really benefit us and so this will definitely hit home for that too. In about 15 to 20 minutes, I'm going to cram 20 years of kitchen knowledge so sit back and enjoy Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And in this time, really just bringing the whole Muslim community together to say, I know what you're going through. I'm here too. And let's keep our minds still focused on things that are positive. You know, the other day on my Instagram live, I was doing one and I was mentioning something to people about the fact that right now we need to cleanse our mind as much as we need to cleanse our hands. Really, really, because so many of us were getting these negative thoughts, watching the media all day, and it's really hard if we don't take a pulse on kind of our regular thought patterns during the day and our and our and our mental state it can it can get the best of us. So let's focus on some things that are good and positive. And I thought today I'd just kind of open the vaults and un and uh, unleash all these these time saving, money saving tips that I've been having for years. And I thought they'd be a really nice gift, a little bit of relief in these times where I can share some of the good that I've experienced with you. So today we're going to do in this podcast, we're basically going to cover things that have saved me money, things that have saved me time. And towards the end, I'm going to have those answers to those tricky questions on freezing things. And you're going to see why as I explain then. But this is mostly just stuff after cooking as a mom for six kids, or like I said, over the past 20 years, Ramadan after Ramadan. One of the things I love in Ramadan, which I'm like, hmm, how can I rethink that this year is I love cooking and feeding um, the homeless. I do that a lot with my family. We usually get certain nights where we either feed the whole masjid or we just go out together and we make meals in our house and we pass out food. Now in this time of year, it's going to be a little tricky, a little bit different. So I'm trying to see how we can navigate these waters and still do good, still fill a Ramadan with tons of khair. And that's something I'm definitely rethinking. And I don't have it as like a depressive thing that's not going to happen. I have it more as like a, hmm, just haven't figured it out yet. Let me see what I can do. So may Allah make it easy for all of us in this time and keep your family safe and healthy. And let's use this time wisely and hopefully in these tips will help you do just that. All right, let's dive right in today. I feel like that. Um, let's go into money saving tips. So I have about four for this one. The first one I want to tell you is right now we have things crammed into our shelves, into our drawers. We have them everywhere and sometimes they get neglected and they get pushed to the back and you kind of forget what you have. Let's be honest, it happens to all of us at some level. There's some stuff back in the freezer that you probably are like, hmm, how long has that been there? Now, if you're a person who's been labeling things, that's great. But if you're a person who doesn't know all of the kitchen inventory right now, everything that's in all the pantries, the drawers, everything. Like for myself, what I realized in the past is I used to get excited when Ramadan came around. I'd go to the store and I'd buy things that I thought I needed to cook all my, my favorite Ramadan dishes. And then I would go home and realize I had so many of those items that I had just 
just bought and it was just a waste and I had too many things. So I actually use a kitchen list and I've shared this before on my Instagram, but I'll post it below as well if you're interested to actually take an inventory. So my first tip is take an inventory of what you already have, especially in this time, like I said, when everybody's trying to like pinch their money a little bit more, you might be surprised. So when I did mine this year, cause I already did it, I went and I took my inventory. I realized I had like three or four bags of semolina. Now I love to make a Moroccan bread every year with my family called Masemmen. And Masemmen is a really nice bread you can have in the morning. And also a lot of Italian dishes that I make, they have semolina, right? And then at the same time, um, there are certain types of flours that I need to have in my house. Like I always use like Heckers and Aunt Jemima. And I use some corn flours and some wheat flours and almond flours and garbanzo flour. I have all these types of flours for these different things. And I really needed to know how much I had so I did that and I feel so good because usually those are the first things I run to go get because they're like staples for other things that I make but now I definitely know what I have so that's really a good thing so save money by taking inventory number two figure out what you cook most and where you can get it at the best price. So a lot of us have time on our hands right now to scroll online. Well, what better thing to do than after you've taken your inventory list, you know what you have, you know what you need, go online and start seeing which shops have the best of that for the best price. What I suggest right now, which is going to be also my third tip, so I'll combine these two, is to buy in bulk as much as you can. Now, the reason you're going to figure out um, what you need to, to get and get it for the, for the best price is one, you're going to save money, obviously, but two, it's more stressful when you're hungry to figure out what you need to make. So I have a plan for the whole Ramadan. I basically have like these 10 to 15 meals that I'm going to make. I make sure I have everything I need for them. I've taken my inventory. I'm good to go. Now I'm going to go online and see like, where can I get the ingredients that I need for them the best? And the thing is, the reason I really always have a plan, it's not to be like dorky guys. It's because when you're hungry and you're a mom, you're like, gosh, I wish somebody would cook me something. I don't want to like go be responsible for that right now. So waking up in the morning and not having a plan is so much more daunting than actually having one and having everything planned out. It actually makes your fasting so much easier easier. So I really do suggest that you take advantage of the time now. Now, why are we buying in bulk? Obviously it's to save money, but also now we don't want to go outside as much. You're going to notice this as things. And I know we were told in the news the other day that this is not even the peak of what might happen. So we're going to think smart and say, I would try to like bulk buy for two weeks. My goal this year is to shop for Ramadan only twice. That's going to be pretty challenging because we like a lot of fresh things. Like we eat a lot of watermelon. We have a lot of strawberries, things that are usually like very fresh. I can't like bulk get them without them going bad. So that is going to be a challenge. Now at the same time, now the one piece of advice that I also want to give in terms of buying in bulk is having a deep freezer. Oh my gosh. I got one a couple years ago and that was the best thing I ever did because I'd always wanted to buy in bulk, but I was like, oh, there was never any space. And it's also hard in Ramadan because I do a lot of pre-prep work. You're going to see, I'm going to end up um, releasing a YouTube video. It's going to be a prep video. I actually have a 2019 one from last year. I could actually probably link it below. I'm probably going to do something else this year just to switch it up. But at the end of the day, I do always do like major prep. So that should be something that um, if you're doing as well, a deep freezer will help, but also for the bulk buying. And the last thing I'll say, tip number four, is only buy what you need. Resist the temptation, especially now as we have to be smart with our money, to binge shop as everyone seems to be doing. So just review those four tips for money, 
take an inventory of what you already have. I have that kitchen list um, linked below if you need it. Number two, figure out what you cook the most and where you can get it for the best price, aka have a plan and look for the best places to buy the things that you have in the plan for the best price. Number three, buy in bulk. And I suggested um, doing that for the purpose of saving money, but also because we don't want to have so much contact outside of our house. It kind of kills two birds with one stone. And having a deep freezer, I got one from Costco, um, like I said, a couple years ago, and it was really just so it's just like opened my whole world because I could also buy like if we have meat eaters, vegetarians, vegans in my house, we have everything. So if I want to buy bulk items if for anything that they would eat, it would all go in there. It was amazing. And the last one is only buy what you need. Resist the temptation to do that whole like, I'm very nervous right now. Let me buy everything in sight. It's not necessary and it's actually just going to cause us a lot more stress and money in the end. So let's just move on to the time saving tips as a mom, as a wife. As just a person in the house who wants to relax and have a good Ramadan, these are amazing things to do. So let me show you exactly what I do. Number number one in this one is have a plan. So the have a plan actually goes with the money saving and the time saving. Having a plan will help you with both. Now, I do usually, if you've seen me before, have seasonal recipe plans for like every season of the year spring, summer, winter, fall. In the U.S., we have that. If you don't have that where you are, you could just think if it's dry season, wet season, whatever kind of season you have. But the point is, I have it, and you guys have been loving it and downloading it like crazy. So I put it down below as well. If you want it, it's another free download. The other one I mentioned, completely free, the kitchen list for the inventory. Another one I made for you guys. Um, this is actually like, it's just, I think I have another, yeah, I have a podcast on it. I'll Maybe I'll link that below where I explain the whole thing and how to use it as well. I'm trying to do a YouTube video, but with Ramadan coming up, it didn't seem such a good timing. So I'm thinking I might end up doing a video on how I use it for this summer when the beautiful summer foods come in. It's going to be so nice. A little barbecue up in there, nice fresh summer fruits. And inshallah, maybe I'll do a video on it then. But for now, the seasonal plan is there if you're interested. But Ramadan to me seems like a season in itself, doesn't it? Right? It's like, doesn't matter what time of year it comes, it has that own nostalgic type of food. But either way, I have a plan. I actually have a Ramadan folder just for that. So um, I keep all my Ramadan meals in one place as a plan. These are my like 15 to 20 go-tos. And like I said, somehow have a plan of whatever it is. And if you want to DM me anytime and ask me specific questions, more than welcome, but definitely, definitely saves tons of time. Cause like I said, you don't want to wake up every day and be like, Oh, what am I cooking today? Like that'll make your whole day about what you have to cook. Right. Number two, batch it up. Yes. Every recipe I make, even from now, I start doubling it. I had on my Instagram stories the other day, like if I'm making even falafel, I'm going to double make it. If I make some type of uh, ajina, some type of a dough, I make double. But there's a trick with the dough, and I'll get to that in a minute with the freezing. I'm so excited to talk about freezing with you guys. So many women ask me about this, and I'm going to give you like the really good way and the tips to do it so it's still tastes amazing. doesn't have like freezer taste or anything like that. And saves you tons of time. I'll talk, I'll talk about that in the fourth point. But yeah, batch do things. So even now, if I made like a lasagna, I'll make double. It's so easy to do it if you do it like week by week. Just every week, make one or two things double and freeze it in the week or two or three before Ramadan. And that way, if you ever want to have a day where you don't feel like cooking, oh, it's so helpful. Or even just in general, like um, I will 
I will do things ahead now. Like I will batch make sambusa because, um, or samosa, however you want to call it, um, because we love to eat that in our family. But for sure, batching things and making a whole bunch ahead is the other key for saving time. Number three, get the kids involved in ways and things that they you know. Like sometimes it feels like the kids can slow you down, but if you're strategic about it, it actually could be really helpful. For example, there are certain jobs that kids can do that are actually safe and they will be out of your way and at the same time you can do what you need to do. Or if you like having the kids around, then you can really make it such a bonding time of the year. For me, it's kind of both. Like with my little ones, they tend to slow me down. So I give them these busy jobs. But for my older ones, it becomes like bonding with cooking for my girls and things like that. Like now they're older and um and even my daughter she has kids of her own one on the way subhanallah love me i'll make it easy for her but the truth is um all those years she knows like these are our times to cook together so we really loved it so um what can you do if you have small kids though let me tell you well you can give them sorting jobs right like sort the different fruits or pick the leaves off of things or um you know, put all the small ones in this bin or, or or like the fruits that look good in this one or not in the other if they don't like pick through blueberries or something like that. You give them jobs for sorting. Um, this is really helpful, actually. Or if you're going through different types of, you can give them something to clean or something like that. The other thing is you can um, let them shell things for you. Like if you have nuts, they can, that'll take them forever <laughs> to, to open up a nut and like get in there. You know, there's certain ones that are easier than others like pistachio or something, you know, and so those will definitely keep them busy. Another one is cutting things. So, so there's all these Amazon um, safe knives that are made of like some type of nylon or plastic. I have one or two that I've always used with my kids and they cut with me in the kitchen, but they don't use real knives and they cut really well, surprisingly. So if you want to give them something that doesn't matter if they cut it the right size, you're going to blend it up later or throw it in a soup or a sauce or something, then you can give them something and they will be so excited. So that's a way to get them involved, but not have them like all involved where you can't keep going. And um, like I said, look um, on Amazon. Maybe I'll try to like link one of the plastic knives that I use below if I get a chance. And the last one is the one I'm going to expand on with the freezer, which is make things ahead. Your freezer is your friend in Ramadan. And here I'm going to give you kind of some of my best secrets in um, how to freeze things so that you can have really nice home-cooked meals and it's gonna be like you were baking all day or you know I smell fresh bread cooking have you been kneading dough nope <laughs> all right how'd you get all these beautiful sambusa or falafel or whatever you're making um did you sit here and roll these all day no I didn't right so I don't waste my time in Ramadan with these things because it takes me away from the Quran it takes me away from ibadat from worship it takes me away from making extra dua and all these things Ramadan so many times comes all about the food. And so people, I've seen people do like one or the other extreme. Either like they don't care about food at all and they just eat anything and that kind of goes well or doesn't go well for them in terms of health and gain, gaining weight. Or or people just go the extreme and Ramadan is like their time to shine and cook up a storm and they spend the whole time standing in the kitchen and they don't connect with Allah. And that's not the point of Ramadan. They didn't do that in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Either of those. It became like worship is important, but also caring and making the experience important for your family is also good. And so that's why I try to have a balance where, yes, I'm going to give you those things, but no, I'm not going to sacrifice my time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do it. But I still want to create that warm experience. And your family will look forward to Ramadan over and over. I have special cookies. That's another one I do. Let me, let me get into it here. By the way, I want to tell you something really important. I'm going to link it below 
total side note, yesterday I watched an amazing video on how to bring your groceries into the house with the whole COVID-19 thing. And it was an eye opener because I thought I was safe with bringing my groceries inside, but I wasn't. So I do want to remind everybody here before we're going to close and I'm going to go into the freezing bit that as you are doing all this shopping and things that I'm mentioning, please be really careful with what you're bringing in your house. It's very easy to bring things in from outside. And so the video is basically just a, a medical professional who explains exactly how to wipe things down the appropriate way. I'll link that below. Take a look. I think it's worth looking at and also sharing. All right, so let's get straight into freezing. And um, one thing I do want to mention if you're not aware that um, freezing definitely slows down the bacterial growth, but it doesn't kill it. So just want to give this one last tip about COVID-19. If you are going to bring things in from your house, definitely wipe them in, wipe them down and do all that, you know, stuff you're supposed to do just as well. Chucking them into the freezer is not going to kill anything. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Just be safe and don't forget to take the same precautions, whether you're freezing or not. Okay, so things can get all weird tasting when they're in the freezer, right? You've had that before. You went to eat something in the freezer. You thought it was going to be good and then like it tasted horrible because it had some weird freezer burn ish taste and maybe it tasted like the thing that was right next to it in the freezer so number one is if you are going to put anything in the freezer and take the time to cook it and do all that stuff freeze it properly and put it in the proper containers that are airtight and they're going to keep it you know really really fresh so i would say if you're going to use plastic bags do not skimp on the cheap ones don't go to the dollar store for this one because this is where um, the air is going to get in there and it's going to ruin the food so go for this is where i go for the thicker ones but i am going to reuse them so i'm not wasting money over and over again so that's really important i do like to go with glass as well i have mason jars um glass is great to freeze with obviously just be careful if you do put anything that's like sauces or smoothies or anything um don't fill it more than three quarters of the way because as things freeze they expand and the glass will crack if it's filled to the brim so just do be careful with that um obviously um let me think what freezes well so cookies freeze very well i actually have just a ton of wonderful friends and um a particular group of them are from morocco and if you've ever been to a moroccan house in ramadan in the eid it is just a treat they have these beautiful traditional small cute little cookies that take seemingly like a ton of time to do but my friends are so smart and they let me in on their secret um a couple of them they do maybe like they make three or four cookies each and then they make like double triple quadruple batch of just those three or four cookies and then they have a whole circle of women and everybody does that and then everybody shares the cookies so it looks like they have 10 12 whatever 16 different types of cookies in their house and they put them in these freezer box for the whole Ramadan and people come over they take them out and they just thaw them and then it looks like they've been baking all day but they haven't and that's because they freeze so well and they actually do it communally now obviously with the trend and what's going on right now in in with the virus we're not going to be sharing things but i do want to throw out that outside of this scenario that is a beautiful idea and it's very like something to look forward to and be communal with your friends if you want to ever do that um the other thing your daughters that's a really great daughter cooking thing right um so the other thing is with freezing things that are sloppy like soups stews baby food um, fruit purees smoothies great for freezing because they're not going to dry out right and the other thing is if you're going to do pizza pie lasagna it's best to freeze these as raw as possible because you can tend to overcook them when you put them back into the oven so like especially things like macaroni that could get gummy that could get gross so i will only cook the lasagna enough where it can be pliable and then i would like assemble it and then i would just 
properly seal it and stick it straight to the freezer. Um, and this is really great too if you want to um, do things like this now ahead of time because then those days you don't feel like cooking, you have a whole freezer meal in there and it's great. Then you just take it out and it's not like you bought it from the store and it's cheesy. It's like, so like for example, this week, it's a week or two or three before Ramadan, I might cook lasagna. I'll make double the batch so that I can put another one in the freezer and have it good to go. Like I said, on a day when I don't want to. Um, so let's talk about dough really quick because bread is really important in so many cultures, depending on if you're doing like a flatbread or you're doing like puffy dough bread, or like whatever kind of bread is in your culture, it's usually a staple in Ramadan. So let's just do a secret, my secret to how I make sure it tastes like I've been baking bread all day, smells like I've been baking bread, baking bread all day in my house, but actually I did no such thing. So this is what I do. After making the bread dough, whatever type it is, I follow these six steps for preparing for freezing. So let's go with the bread that has, for example, yeast. The bread with yeast usually goes through two rises. And if you've made this bread before, you'll know. If you haven't made it, don't worry. If you ever get a recipe, it's usually two rises. Um, so in this case, you're going to allow the bread to rise once. Then you're going to punch the bread dough down, knead it into the shape you want. You're going to put it in a lined, greased plastic wrap to prevent the sticking. And then you're going to put it in a pan. So you're going to put like... Um, I would put like a pan, I might lay plastic over the pan and put grease or grease and then the plastic and then grease again. But the point is so that the bread could come off of the pan easily. And then I'm going to wrap it and then I'm going to put it to freeze. After about 10 hours, I will remove the frozen bread dough from the pan and I will wrap it in more, maybe a little bit more plastic wrap, put it in, in one of those airtight sealing pla sealed plastic freezer bags and I will date it of exactly what it is and when I put it in there and then freeze it immediately and it could freeze up to a month and so that's really really great so what do you do though once you have the bread frozen and then you want to use it so your dough is still needs to go through a second rise before free before baking so don't just like put it straight into the oven because that's not going to make your bread be fluffy and beautiful like it should um, or the proper texture still it'll, it'll end up being very very dense and, and it's not properly done so what I do is I take it out of the freezer and I put it into the fridge and I let it thaw so the best time to do this is at night so at night right before you go to bed take it out the freezer put it in the fridge let it thaw all day in the fridge and then right before you're going to bake it you pull it out and you put it on the counter and you let it do its second rise. Now the beauty of this is you go about your regular day. If you're breastfeeding, if you're going to um, shopping for something, or you're helping the kids with homework, or you're reading some Quran, or you're making dua, or you're praying, you don't have to do anything. You're just taking bread out, stick it in the fridge, put it on the counter, and then as soon as it's done the second rise, you can put it straight into the oven. I mean, if you wanna, um, if you have to brush it with something like milk or oil or egg or whatever you gotta do, but then you just put it right in the oven, that's it. It's gonna bake fresh and it's like you baked bread all day. What I typically will do is I'll make dough and I'll make two or three batches of it and do this. That way it can, um, you know, I, I can use more than once, have more than one set in there. So that's really, really helpful. All right, let's talk about, that's enough with my rant on bread. Let's talk about fruit for a second. So in Ramadan, we have people over, we have 
big gatherings or our kids just are picky that day, sometimes we'll cut a bunch of fruit and then we won't use it. Now, I usually take the untouched fruit and then I will put it on a flat tray so each fruit is separate from each other and I will like flash freeze it. Um, that way they can all freeze separately. It's called open freezing. And it's the best way to freeze things quickly into individual pieces. Then I will take them out after they got frozen and I'll put them into a bag and they're all separate. It's not like a big lump that I have to take a knife and like stab to get separated, okay? And these are great because then you can use these fruits individually later for desserts or for smoothies or somehow. So this is just a great way to save food and also to reuse it in a way that's still just as beautiful and fresh as before. Okay, some other last quick shortcuts I wanted to leave you with is milk. Sometimes I run out of milk in Ramadan and I didn't realize that you can freeze milk. So you can keep a gallon of milk or, you know, it's better not to freeze plastic. You could do it in glass, it's better. But I will just say if you had to do plastic, you know, once it's not the end of the world. But yes, you can keep a backup milk in the freezer. Grated cheeses actually freeze well. Sliced bread that's already cooked can come straight from the freezer into the oven. Things like that. Sometimes people will say potatoes, parboiled. Um, potatoes are tricky. You just have to be careful with them. But for the most part, they're fine. Um, things, things that have been tossed in oil, like if you have like garlic and oil. And there's a lot of really quick flavored butters and citrus juices and zests and chilies and lemongrass and things like this that you could definitely pre-chop and put them into individual bags and put them in the freezer. I do that too to make my, my cooking quicker. So that is pretty good. Let's give a quick word on what does not freeze well. Cooked eggs don't. Jelly salad, obviously, because it's mostly water. Yogurt, unwhipped cream, emulsion sauces like a mayonnaise, um, or low-fat dairy, they do not tend to freeze well, so try not to freeze those. Now, one last word on defrosting and refreezing. Be really careful, especially with meat, to not try to defrost something, think you're going to use it, you're not going to use it, and then you refreeze it. That's actually not good. Avoid that because it's really not a safe method of cooking. And the last thing is if you are going to defrost anything like a meat or anything, it's better to defrost it in the fridge for obviously, again, bacterial purposes. Now we're going to end with how long can I leave stuff in the freezer? People often ask me that. So obviously, if it's a pre-packaged food, you're going to follow the directions on the back. And you know, that's just important. But for the most part, things can last like a month and some things can even last three to six months, but rotate what you have in the freezer. Um, you know, Things being labeled or unlabeled can make a huge difference. Things going all the way into the back of the freezer and then you don't know, um, you know, what it is or when it's been there. These are not safe things to do. And, you know, most saucy recipes, once they come out of the freezer, they can be cooked fairly quickly and are heated gently or simmered slowly. Um, but I would say is be like really careful when you do go to reheat these things finally to, to do it in a way where you've kind of almost fully defrosted something in a, fr in a fridge first and then, you know, into the pan. If it's like that citrus sauce or something like that, you could obviously just throw it into a meal. But for the most part, you're better off because you don't want like chicken that's like frozen in the middle and unfrozen on the outside. It's just not really good. But overall, just look after your freezer. Your freezer is your best friend in Ramadan. And I do so much like I said in the in the first part before Ramadan, I do so much pre-freezing, but I do it in a safe way. I do it in a way that is going to just give it the utmost freshness so if you don't have that those weird tastes. 
And it allows me to spend more time in myself. It allows me to spend more time with my family, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm not spending it all day in the kitchen. And again, don't be that person that is either like never in the kitchen and doesn't make Ramadan a special time where people feel like there's something to look forward to and break fast together. And don't be that person that just like spends the whole day there. Try to find that balance in your life. And I think these suggestions will really, really help. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Um, Again, it's been like 20 years in the making, but believe me, after all those years, I realized that these are the ways that help me to have my ibadah, my worship, and still allow me to take care of my family, whether I was single or, or having just one or, one, one or two children or having many children. These tips will last a lifetime. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will talk to you again on Monday. Have a beautiful weekend. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.